Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one educational page of Talmud every day. Because on today's page, Nadarim 37, the Talmud asks a question that many of us who, like myself, have been, shall we say, not the best and brightest students, have asked repeatedly, which is this. What is the purpose of education? Have a listen. The Gemara asks, in what way is Midrash different from Bible, that one may not take payment for teaching it? Based on that which is written, which Moses said to the people, and the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and laws. And also that which is written, behold, I have taught you statutes and laws, as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the midst of the land where you go in to possess it. I hope you like my Moses voice, by the way. God said, just as I teach you for free without payment, so too you also shall teach for free. There should be no difference between Bible and Midrash, and Bible too, like Midrash, should be taught for free. The Talmud here is, as the kids say, flexing, basically saying, hey man, if the Torah is holy, if we're supposed to study it, then all of it should be free. School should be free. You should teach kids for free. And then the rabbis go on this fascinating tangent asking, okay, well then, why do we pay teachers? And some rabbis say, well, you know, we pay teachers just basically to watch the kids. Another rabbi saying, no, 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 we pay them not for the knowledge, but for the accoutrements, for the side dishes, stuff like learning how to uh, sing the, uh, the cantillations of the Torah. And they have this whole discussion, which is fascinating, about what it is precisely that we do when we educate children. And so I figured I would invite to this here show one of the smartest people I know on this question, Vicky Messler. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Identify your position and your stellar school. Oh, <laughs> I am the head of curriculum at a tiny special education, so specializing in children with language-based learning disabilities, Jewish school here in Manhattan. Called? The Shefa School. Hallelujah to the beautiful Shefa School. Now, Vicky, when you read a discussion like this, the rabbi is basically saying, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense that education should be free because, you know, we're all commanded to have knowledge. But what is it that we actually pay teachers for? Which is really another way of asking, what is it the teacher should really be doing? Uh, what, what comes to your mind? <laughs> oh, uh, sometimes it feels... As someone whose profession is to answer this question. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I think teachers aren't um, known for their wealth and they know they're not known for going into their profession for the fame and glory and, and riches. Uh, so sometimes it does feel like you're working for nothing, especially on a weekend or every evening when you're grading papers. But, um, you know, I think that we are, you know, living in a capitalistic society. So we do have to um, pay people to have food and room and board. But I do think that it's a grossly underpaid position considering all of the time and effort and and study that goes into it. Now, in, in education, like, like anything else in modern life, but with impact that is more, I think, acutely felt, there are all kinds of trends, right? Uh, people who say, well, you know, education should really be about emotional bonds or education should really be about kind of like making sure the children recite and remember the basics by heart or education should be about giving kids 
learning skills. Again, as someone who thinks about this, and this is, I think, what the rabbis are asking in, in today's page of Talmud, as someone who thinks about this professionally, what should we be focusing on as we think about this, you know, tangled web that, that we call education? Well, I think, you know, teachers kind of went into the teaching profession, at least in my day, probably 20 years ago, thinking that we were preparing students to participate in life, participate in a democracy, have the skills of literacy, computation, and usually civics to be able to vote and to, you know, understand our government and so we could be active and, and you know, fulfilled citizens. I think that things have really shifted because the teacher is seen less as the expert in the room. Um, I think you don't really need your social studies teacher to tell you, you know, the order of the presidents. You could just Google that. And I think that even in math computations, there's not many kids who don't just pull out a phone and do a lot of, you know, easy computations. But I think we're really re-examining what education needs to be and how to engage kids when most information is really at their fingertips a lot of the time. So I think that we focused in education a lot more on social emotional skills. So being a good partner, if we're doing a lab together, it's your turn, it's my turn. How are we going to divide up the work? Should we go by who's good at what? Should we take turns? Should I be the poster maker and you be the you know person who pulls out the calculator? How are we really looking at this, I think teachers are really wondering how to engage kids in meaningful ways so that the education actually has some sort of internally driving credit to it and, and really gives it a little bit more sacredness and reverence. But I think kids, I don't know that they're buying into the same, you know, playbook. I don't know that they're coming to school to, you know, learn how to be a good partner in, in the lab. I think they're really looking for something fun and entertaining and dynamic and experiential. And um, I think it's really been hard for schools to shift. In other words, they're, they're basically looking, pardon the very crass words, to be consumers? Yeah. I mean, I think that they're getting so much as consumers with their phones, with the video games, with devices. And I think even if you sign up for soccer, you know, you kind of like show up and the soccer teacher does the song and dance. And if you are interested in a video game and an immersive experience, you just click a switch. And so I think teachers are really struggling to make, you know, decimals as exciting as Fortnite. And that's really, really hard. Um, or otherwise the kids get bored and they're like, this is boring. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to do this and what's in it for me kind of thing. So I think originally the idea that we had a meritocracy and if you got really good grades, you'd make more money isn't necessarily true anymore. And I don't know that it was ever really true. And I think kids are seeing through that. So they were asking, what's, what's in it for me? I'll ask you one, one last difficult, unfair, but related question, which is, it seems to me among all the great things that you mentioned, one that is conspicuously missing, not just from your very brief note, given the, the brief scope of this podcast, but also really, I think, as far as I could tell, at least from, from, the, from the vast landscape of education in general, is, is moral guidance. You know, I, I, as someone who has children and, and loves his children's school, but also tries to kind of keep his finger on the pulse of what happens in schools, I see very little attention paid to or time invested in really trying to make sure that kids understand and grapple with moral and ethical conundrum and really kind of grow into moral and ethical people, which is which is a very difficult thing to achieve. Emotional, sure. Spiritual, yes, in, in, in some schools. But the kind of moral seriousness that I think the rabbis are talking about in today's page of Talmud seems to be missing. First of all, is that fair? And second of all, is there a way to reintroduce it? 
Well, I think it's a fair assessment in terms of very big, large, sweeping questions of morality and ethics um, and whether or not we are working towards some sort of common good. But I do think that teachers do this every day on a very small level, which is, you know, when it's time to line up for PE, kids can't just all run to the door and like charge out of the room. So we do teach turn taking. We teach waiting patiently, um, who's going to be next, who's going to be last and being able to deal with that. Um, and even in the PE space, we're thinking about, okay, so you don't always win the game. There's definitely things that you have to kind of come to terms with in terms of your own skill set and your own abilities. I think we've tried to shield kids a little bit from some of that um, with creating lots of opportunities for everybody tying all the time and a lot less uh, points and, you know, um, stars for the kids who, who get a 100. But I do think that in small moments, teachers are working on that all the time. But I think that part of what our society is really grappling with, which is is really about whose whose ideas are being transferred. Are they some coming from on high? And then if so, from who? And or is it really about what the teacher thinks and bestowing that information or that those teachings to the kids? And whether that's about issues of morality within the personal and what you do with your own personal life, or whether that's about what's best for America as a society and how do we treat the people within, or even on a global scale, how do we interact with the countries around us? I think that those are things that teachers have always really had in their space. But I think that the societal scrutiny on is is something that we've never really seen before. And I think um, it's really challenging teachers every day. Vicky Messler, for being our guest, but much more so for grappling with this sacred task of educating our children. Thank you very much. You're very, very welcome. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts and get your Take One t-shirts and mugs at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scaramuccia, Mark Oppenheimer, and Sarah Fredmanader. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeoneduffyomi.com or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>